0: I want to say this with all due respect. I was just, just got done watching The Black Godfather and it made me think of you because- I
1: that. that was a great, that was a great, um that was a great doc.
0: Yeah, Good and doc. I feel like it is a skill being that bridge and at least in my eyes, no one has had that role quite like you. Mm. Do you feel like being that bridge is a skill that you've somewhat mastered.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I I, I did it. I did it not trying to do it. Uh, it just kind of came naturally. I'm uh I've just I noticed early in my career like okay, I played instruments. Uh, I love music, but I'm not the best musician. You know what I'm saying? Like I I I know that like when I step into the room, i Sometimes I'm not the most intelligent, you know what I'm saying? But what I what I do know how to do is talk to people, and talk to people in a way to make them comfortable. And all I've ever tried to do was play my part uh, in helping people that I believed in go to the next level in their career. Um, because my skill set ain't like the typical skill set where it's just like, oh, well, he's really good at a PowerPoint. He's really good at this, that and the third. I just was just a voice filler, you know what I'm saying? And I just wired like that. Like if God forbid you got sick right now, you couldn't do this interview with someone. I feel like I could step in and do your job and like still make it happen. And so when I would see artists and see people I believed in, I wasn't doing it from a, I'm trying to be down. It was one of those things where I'm like, yo, I fuck with what you got going on. I'm from Chicago. You got to come to Chicago. So if you need anything, I'm here and that's how it was that's how i built you know my relationship with big sean and wale and j cole they just know like chicago hustle you know what i'm saying like i used to burn big sean cds like he didn't come to chicago He'd be like yo can you burn the finally famous cd and i would like burn it for him and stuff like that you know wale when he needed you know he really wanted to become um he really loved chicago and really
0: respected our our fly except uh, heroes. you said what I say except Harold's he don't like Harold's.
1: Yeah, I mean he's not a fried chicken guy. Like he's a funny eating dude. And you know, he made that line like me and him argued over that line before, but no, it was just like he respected that he knew that if if there was one market out of Chicago outside of uh DC that would understand him is Chicago. And so that was his mission. His mission was like, yo, I wanna be um I wanna be respected in Chicago. And he was always like that and I, I became kind of like that 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 bridge for him in Chicago. The validity of it, like you know, he's Wale, but Hustle, who who's respected in Chicago, I was really his his street team here. Like yo, you know, I was taking Wale to to, to Club Lumen when they weren't even letting black people in the club. Like, you know what I'm saying? We was performing at Derrick Rose birthday party at Vibe back in the day. Like, we were just. I, w- I just had him in all the places that he needed to be in Chicago to, you know, get his name out. But that's what I've always been able to do—like get through those doors and bring the artists and the people that I believe in with me. So it's a—I never looked at it as a as a skill set or art until probably like the last couple of the last couple of years when I'm like, okay. And then, you know, watching you know the Godfather, uh, Black Godfather documentary, I was really um, blown away by it because. I knew about him but I didn't know about him like that
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was things that he's that he's done that 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 validated what i was thinking like oh, okay i wasn't tripping you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so you know and, and and i think we need to see more stories like that and there's a few people in the industry like him who 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 make some things move that don't get necessarily like the shine so i don't do it for the shine i just do it because I'm part of the culture. I love the culture. And, you know, it just
0: worked out for me in my favor. Well, I hope that this interview will be part of your Netflix documentary one day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Welcome to Homegrown, the series. I'm your host, Emmanuel Davis, and I have the pleasure of introducing Terrence Hustle Simmons Randolph. He's one of Chicago's finest. He's a kid from the West Side that's trying to make his impact in the world. Hustle, Welcome to Homegrown the Series. Man, thanks for having me. No problem, yeah, okay. man. So, before the liquor endorsements, before becoming a brand ambassador, before the hustle paloozas, you wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Is that how well, far mom did you be get? A doctor. Your mom wanted Yeah. So, you could have been doctor, Dr. Randolph. Yeah, uh my
1: mom, my mom um she she was a nurse for years, and when I was uh, coming out of high school, I had a couple I had a couple of choices. So I could have went to DeVry to be uh, I was Cisco certified in um, building networks and stuff like that. I took a, a, a college course doing high school because I was testing high in my state test, and so I had I could have I could have went to DeVry and did this class for one more year, and I would have made like eighty thousand dollars come like running network because so that's when like the social media and the internet was really taking off
0: mm-hmm. My
1: second option was to go to norfolk university and yeah. walk and play football um so i had that that chance and then my third option was going to DePaul paul uh, to do computer science but then i had got a partial and then i switched to uh bio and my mom wanted me to be a sports doctor, but what happened was she would have me like go uh, job shadow like certain like doctors and people that she knew. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like blood, and I was just like, <laughs> and then I was at the party, so I was partying, I was kicking it, and I'm yeah. just like, man, I don't want to be somebody doctor because I've been drinking Jager okay. bombs and stuff all all night, stuff like that. So I I gave that up, and then um, started working for Adidas, right? No, like right after that, I left DePaul and I started going to Harold, Washington. I was working at UPS and I went to Harold, Washington Community College to like get through my prereqs. And while I was there, I got a job uh, working for Nike. Um, I got hired downtown in Nike town. And right when I was starting, they moved me to the outlet to open up the outlet in Aurora. But then... Um, they seen something in me and it was kicking off this program called live strong with, um, Lance Armstrong, That's Armstrong. With, the, with the, with the rubber bands. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: they, they made me a part of that. But in that process, I had a teacher named, um, Mr. Daniels, Jeffrey Daniels, super cool. I actually just talked to him on Facebook for the first time in like 10 plus years, uh, the other day who was a sneakerhead, and he really helped me, um, because English has always been, like, my worst subject. I've always been good in math, science, history. But he really sat down with me and, like, really, like, talked to me on my level to get me to understand English and, like, you know, going to that next step. And then I was dating a girl, and she was going to school for fashion design, and she was just like, yo, like, you fly, you know, you like business, you should come to the Art Institute with me. And I was like, eh. She's like, nah, you should. And literally... I started going to the Art Institute and that's when everything kind of like, um, kind of slowly began to take off. I kind of started like finding my my rhythm because coming from a party school like DePaul and going to an art school is like night yeah. and day. So it was like these kids didn't have nothing to do after class. I'm like, yo, what are y'all doing? Anybody going to the bar? They were like, no, I'm about to go paint. I'm about to go <laughs> sew clothes. I'm like, I'm tag. you
0: know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me throw a party. And mm-hmm. right at that particular time, I got recruited by Adidas to come work at the Adidas store when it was on Rush Street. And a mm-hmm. guy by the name of John Gracie, shout out to John Gracie, he uh, he told me, he was like, yo, work here, you know, we can't pay you as much as, as uh, Nike, but, you know, I help you get a marketing position. And he started letting me mm-hmm. do the marketing for the store. And that was kind of like my introduction to it while still going to college and learning it. And uh yeah, man, I started throwing events with Adidas and started throwing parties. And uh, I was finding talent amongst my friends, you know, cool kids. And, you know, um, uh, I found Wale on MySpace talking about sneakers. And that's kind of like kind of kicked it off. And then uh, I had a homie, um, uh, homie Ed, a.k.a. Pro Money, rest in peace. He he was like the street dude who went to college and he had the money. So he had the money and the drive. And yeah. I kind of had like the the blueprint and we just came together and um, we kicked it off. And I was throwing house parties that was making us like five, $6,000 every weekend. Like, cause the kid I was charging, I was charging kids $40 to get in, $50 to get in. Cause they had no other choice. And I was serving yeah. liquor, which I shouldn't have, but um, it was, it was dope. And you know, I had million dollar man, no DJ and, cool kids performing, hot to death performing. Like I pretty much became, I I, I I like organically built this platform for creatives to come, you know, perform. And we did it at a loft over on um, Halsted and Randolph right next to Archival. And basically mm-hmm. if you was a painter, I would let you, I had homies that painted. So I was like, look, give me a hundred dollars a month. I'll put your paint, your paintings up in the, in the crib where we throw the parties, mm-hmm. you know, people, you could sell your art. So I was just on my hustler uh, mentality. We had, we had, we had, uh, um, we took the shower, turned that into a Coke check. You know what I'm saying? I would go to Costco. Yeah. Buy bottles in both, yeah. and I would have people buy bottles, like, you know what I'm saying? I was doing stuff with the clips, like a bunch of stuff. Like, I'm in college doing this, and mm-hmm. it kind of like, the success from that was kind of like what segued me into music, but I was never trying to be in the music industry at all. It's just like God just like, you know what I'm saying uh, guided me there and it's just absolutely figuring it out. like I think I think my what I'm best at is figuring it out. Okay. And every situation I'm in at that time, I figure out a way to survive. I figure out a way to thrive. and in that moment of me figuring that out, the things that I do, start pushing me in certain directions and start leveling me up. And that's, that's, that's what it's been like out of necessity to
0: just figure things out. So. So who did you come up with hustle Simmons or was that uh, a name? This long was like, Hey, I see the way you grind. Yeah, it was, it was literally like this, 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 this rapper
1: back in the day came to me. I was working at Adidas and like, I was working at Adidas. I was going to school full time. I was throwing parties. Um, I was uh, uh throwing concerts, I was doing all this stuff. And this rapper, he, he was downtown passing off his CDs and 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 the cool thing about the dealer store back then, on our um at the register, we was allowing people to post, put their CDs or stickers or stuff that made sense that you can promote them there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was coming there passing on his flyers and he was just like, man. Yeah, well, oh, you doing parties, you working here for a time, you doing it. Like, Man, you a hustler, boy. We're gonna call you Hustle Simmons. I was like, hmm. And I never forgot, went home that night and uh I went on my Instagram, I mean on my uh MySpace and I changed and I was like introducing Hustle Simmons and it stuck. Yep. And no one would ever remember my name. I'm like, yo, I'm Terrence, I do this, and they be like, Oh, okay, what's your name again?
0: But when Hustle <laughs> Simmons came, it was a whole, it was a whole different yeah. ball. whole different party. Yeah. yeah. So when did you want to transition? Well, first off, how was that first, that one year Adidas party and who did you book for that? Oh, so the one
1: year, the one year, um, the one year anniversary of Adidas party is single-handedly the party, the event that changed my life. Like literally, mm-hmm. um, they, you know, we was going to celebrate the one year anniversary and they wanted to get Lupe Fiasco. And they wanted to get 10 2 rest in peace to DJ. And
0: Rest peace.
1: uh John Gracie allowed me to kind of spearhead that. And I told him, I was like, look, no disrespect to by 2, that's my dog. But I got I got a homie that's DJing that I think is gonna blow up. His name is Mano. I think we should mm-hmm. do Mano. He was like, all right, cool. And I was like, mm, lupe's starting to blow up. We can't then lupe used to frequent the store and shop, but I was like, we can't afford Lupe. Like, I was like, but I know somebody that, that makes sense. So we reached out to um, Happy and John Monop, and um, we got a GLC. We had Really Do. Um GLC brought uh, Country Black and Rhyme Asia. Fest. Um, we had MTV there. And, you know, that was part of, that was the beginning of my negotiating skills because what I did was to get liquor, there was a club right down the street called uh, Le Passage. And I went to the manager at the time who used to come in the store and I was like, look, we doing this party, um, if you can give us like a bartender some liquor, then what we would do is, of course, you get your little discount. But we we'll, we we'll have everybody from the party come to your club for the after party. Yeah. So that's how I was able to like leverage, and so we got liquor, we got stuff, and, um, you know, it was it was it was um, amazing. The flip side of that was after it happened. All of Chicago came there. Like, if you ask anybody that's popping right now, you ask them about the dealer store back then, it was the hangout spot. Like, you either hang out, at, you would, you was either hanging out at Leaders on, um when it was on Cottage Grove,
0: mm-hmm. you was hanging
1: out at Fly, when it was in Harper's Court, or you were hanging out at the dealer store when you was downtown. And um, I didn't get credit for the party. And I, I can't think of the guy's name, but, Black, black gentleman um that that worked in Portland that used to always come to the store and stuff like that. Um I was mad. I was just like, bro, like, can I don't get my credit? Like, what's up? Like you see it. And he said to me, he was like, Well, if you you like, if you don't like it, start your own company. And I was like, what? And I yeah. went home that night, my last like a little hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, and made my made my first company. That I started throwing parties under that company and it like lit that mm-hmm. fire uh under me. And it and what it showed me was for a long period of time, it's like I don't want to work for nobody. Like if that's how you're gonna treat me, because I give people credit where credits due. If you do a good job, I'm like, yo, you snap, brother. Yeah. But it was like an ego thing. And so when he did that, it never sat well with me. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll show you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and sometimes I hope sometimes I wish I crossed his path just so I can thank him for that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't got no ill will toward dog. It's just, he wasn't built to be an entrepreneur. He was good at what he was good at. And so here go this young kid in college trying to get credit for something when it's like, nah, dog, I'm getting this credit cause I gotta keep my job. I gotta go report yeah. back to these people. So nah, you the lowest pers- pers- person on the totem pole. So, and I under and, and now I, I understood about the time I took the disrespect. So I said, okay. I'll show you. And that that event, like mm-hmm. that's what started the fire. You know what I'm saying? I was doing those okay. parties to pay my tuition. Cause I just, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like in school. But that one anniversary was like, oh, yeah, I got this. Yeah, it's on, it's on that hustle at that moment. I was like, Hustle Simmons is here and I'm gonna make Hustle Simmons a household name. Correct. And and that's when it like all kicked off. So when did you decide the idea to start Hustle
0: Paloozas?
1: Um, I was I was randomly one day in Leaders when it was on um, Milwaukee and Wicker Park, and the, um, lineup for Lollapalooza had came out, and it was no it was really no hip hop people on there. It was just Kanye. The only hip hop artists that they had at that particular time was, Kanye and Lupe. And I was mad about that. I was just like, what? Like, all these up and coming, you got Wiz Khalifa. Like, you got like, Currency. Like, you got all these up and coming, Wale, Pat Div. Like, it was all these up and coming artists. I'm like, so you gonna come to Chicago and you are not gonna mess with the rap scene? You only gonna get those two? So I was joking around with um, Vic Lloyd, Joe Fresh Goods, um, my man Terrell. Um, well, my man Joe, I call him Joe first, but his, his Joe. Uh, I was joking around when I was like, "Man, I'm gonna create this Hustle Palooza to be, like be like a, a, a middle finger to Lollapalooza." And um, I did a couple of them. They was cool. People was rocking with them. Cause it was a because it became a um, the next level from the the house parties that I was the loft parties I was known for. And um, it just like you know, I just did it. at at like Spiteful tour Lollapalooza and it just turned into something else. But it was, it was when I took it to South by Southwest when it became what it became. So that was the moment where it was, it it shot to the moon and, you know, I was able to, you know, have a run, a a six, seven year run where I've had like everybody and their mama come through there. So it was definitely, uh, it was definitely fun times and it wasn't like I was doing it for the money. It was just like, I love doing concerts and I love having a platform um, for people. And the whole Hustle Simmons brand, would, like the Hustle Simmons brand is not like, I'm this cocky dude that's want to make it about me. I created Hustle, the, the Hustle Simmons brand is for me to collaborate with people and figure out a way for both of us to win. And so with Hustle Palooza. I made it where if you was coming to if you was coming to South by Southwest or if you was a a rapper, singer, whatever, you know for sure if you want to get on stage, you can hit a Hustle Simmons and you can get on the Hustle Palooza. Yeah. So it was tons of artists that came through there that, that never blew up, who went on to do other stuff, but they they had that moment to try it. And at the time, yeah. Kanye was taking off, Lupe was taking off. Our, our, our music scene was starting to kind of bubble, yet everybody was so focused on yay. It was nobody that was here on the ground level, like for the people that's inspired yeah. by it. And you know, I was able to go to South by Southwest and bring Freddie Gibbs, you know, uh, LEP. Action and, Bronson. Action Bronson, Rocky Fresh, like, like I mean, Ty Dollar, um, uh-huh. Tink like a bunch of, uh, 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 a bunch of people, you know what I'm saying? Um, Hit Boy, uh, I mean, you name it. Like, no, this is endless. It, it, it's endless. It's crazy, you know what I'm saying? The people that I've had on it, Dom Kennedy's, like Casey Veggies, like a lot of, uh, Mac Miller, rest in peace, like a lot of people. So peace, um, I was able to do that and, do, and start doing festivals like A3C and South by Southwest and CMJ, and um you know and and, and i and i'm not going to lie like that time when stuff was bubbling it wasn't just me you know you had um my home girl dominique with um leaders of the new cool you had um who's now i forgot what label she works at but she does a lot of, she's over uh the singer jojo project and she's doing a lot of stuff and then you got um fadi cater who, um her and my boy John Gotti from the smoking section, they had the um, Perfect Attendance brand and they brought me on. And now Fadi is the person that that's over at Instagram um, Live. I mean, she handles the Instagram Live, Instagram TV, and she's the one that, you know, the bridge between verses and Instagram. And she's making a lot of great things happen. Um, You know, my man John Gotti's is doing a lot of things in the culture and a lot of things in the sneaker world. So it wasn't just me. You know what I'm saying? I was part of a... A, congl- a conglomerate of young creators from all over the country, young black creators from all over the country that we just came together. I was just the most vocal one. And I'm yeah. the one who had like the nickname, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. It it, it I, I can't I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for those for those people that you know, um, was there and then during that whole time, I was affiliated with LeBron James and and his crew in Cleveland. And um that opened up doors for me, you know what I'm saying, as as well. And just seeing Rich Paul go from the homie and you know, uh, you know, a hustler in, in Cleveland, like a, you know, he always he always had that business scent. But he was like, you know, he was the homie. And to see him now be the, the most powerful agent in sports, it was just like yeah. I was at the right place at the right time around the right people, and I watched and I listened. And uh and you know the reason why I quit my job and focused on Hustle, like fully on being Hustle Simmons was because LeBron James, he probably would never like next time I see him, I'm going to remind him of this story, but he probably would not rem- remember this, but we was at, the the Cavs had just played, I want to say OKC and it might have been, it might have been uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook rookie season, but I just know it was the last season that LeBron was on the 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 cast the first time and first
0: time
1: yeah we went out after the game because I was part of this conglomerate called 8081 um that was a company started by um my man duck and rich paul they started this like it was like a marketing company that like was a blog they were like the first blog and it was like it was cool it was a bunch of like creators but they were all lebron homies and I was the only one that wasn't from ohio and um we went out we went out afterwards and uh, we went to House of Blues. Mick Boogie was DJing, we went to House of Blues. I remember Shaq was dancing and doing stuff and we all hanging out. And as much as I was around them, I never really interacted with LeBron that much. It would be like, you know what I'm saying? We see each other dapping up and it would be like that. But this particular night, he was sitting there eating, I want to say it was some chicken strips. He was in the corner, minding his business. My Mm -hmm. ass just, you know, sitting there like, "What that dog, you know? I was like, man, I missed your birthday. He had just had a birthday, too. I was like, man, I missed your birthday party. And I just started, like, talking. And he was looking like, nigga, leave me the fuck alone. You know what I'm saying? But then in that moment, he said to me, he was just like, I mean, and I I don't know if it was him just trying to shut me up and get me away from it or whatever, but he was just like, man, you know, if that's what you want to do in the hustle, sim and shit, quit your job. And if you quit, and then if you really focus on that, you know you can't you can't do both so Correct. that's what you want to do you got to focus all your get tunnel vision and focus your energy toward that and when he said it I'm looking at him like bro you worth like 200 million dollars nigga you can't tell me to quit my job and yeah. but it, it stuck with me and I went back to Chicago I formed a plan and I you know ended up uh you know uh, quitting the last job that I had but throughout this whole process of doing these shows you know I did I worked for Ralph Lauren and mm-hmm. did marketing with their rugby brand. I, you know, I worked at Adidas, I worked at Nike. You know what I'm saying? I worked at Bloomingdale's and helped, you know, rebuild they, they, their shoe department for men's. Like I had like real job and I was still doing stuff within the fashion realm. But yeah. at that moment when, when, when uh, LeBron said that, it was like, it was on and popping. And then shortly after that, I did an event with him and Jay-Z at Shrine. And that was kind of like, that event, Put me on as far as Chicago, where nigga was like, "Oh yeah, this hustle." I here. love
0: that you're just uh, casually dropping these Lebron James, Jay Z's, Ye's, <laughs> Lupe's, and what I'm, what I've just watching from afar. It doesn't seem like these people intimidated you, no, or or just stopped you from being like, if I saw Lebron in the club i believe that man alone, but you was like, nah, I'm gonna go, go talk to him. And that yeah. goes back to your point of just being able to talk to people. Yeah. And yeah. then I've noticed one thing, you build relationships, you've built these partnerships, and you're loyal to your people. Yeah. When did that when did all those partnerships evolve into you becoming an artist manager? Um I
1: never wanted I never thought I would be a manager. And the, it was a, it was a random story. One day a girl, a young girl, uh, hit me on Facebook and she said, yo, I'm from Ohio. Um, she, she knew me through Joe Freshgoods, Terrell, Vic and all them. Cause she knew them through like when we were doing all like the hipster parties and stuff and they would go to Ohio and throw parties. So she knew them and knew them off like, um, uh, MySpace and stuff like that So she hit me off the blue and was like Yo, I rap You know, you want to help me and manage me I'm like, I never manage nobody I'm just like, what? And then we we we, we, we built a um, uh, Relationship off of that And I started managing her But she didn't tell me right away that She actually graduated high school with LeBron So she, she is who introduced me To the 8081 guy So she was that bridge she this one girl her name her name is Ainsley like she she's doing stuff in music right now too she lives in New York right now um, but this, uh, Ainsley mm-hmm. Johnson was the person who bridged Ohio all the cool Ohio people with Chicago mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for her we, the 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 chemistry between us and Cleveland probably wouldn't have been what it was and she don't get her flowers for that but she she was the one that connected us and um, when she did that. I was just like wow like you believe in me or you see something in me where you want me to manage you and so when i seen that i just realized that me managing artists was just an extension of me caring about artists already and giving them this shot you know because i and i also realized that labels didn't have money for artist development so hustle yeah. palooza became the artist development for artists like yo come on this stage and perfect your shit yeah. and um and then I just, it just I just kind of like, you know, got into that. And um, everything just happened organic. I, it was not that I was trying to do any of that stuff. It was stuff that people brought to me and I thought I could do it. And I was able to do, do it pretty well and use relationships. And, you know, my, my family from the West side and my, my, my mom and my dad always taught me like, you know, treat people with kindness and you never know who, you, who you're talking to. So right. it's like if someone give you a business card, use it, you know, and that's what I just did. I would just meet people and talk to them and keep a rapport. But at the end, I remember idolizing people and or, or, or seeing these people that I thought I wanted to kind of do what they was doing. And then when I met them, they was assholes. Or, you know what I'm saying? There's certain people that remain nameless who 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 was popping in music who I reached out to. To uh, intern or work for, and they just they just played me. And so when they yeah. played me, I was like, okay, now you're gonna become my prey. this it, 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 and it and it's like it goes back to when that guy told me if you don't, if, you know, I, I I could get credit for that Adidas event. So if you don't like it, start your own company. So I said, okay, you're gonna see me. You're gonna know who I am. And both yeah. of those people who played me know who I am to this day. And I am spoken in the same breath as them on certain, on certain levels of, of things that they've done in their career. So, yeah. you know, that's just how it was. But it's just like having, talking to someone, looking them in the eyes is just like, it, it don't take much, you know what I'm saying? At just, all. It takes more energy to be an asshole. It takes more energy to play somebody than it is to just to be kind to talk to them. And I just been fortunate enough to, to be able to, you know, talk to people and maintain relationships and they, they have turned into, you know, bigger and, 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 and life-changing um, um, things, you know. For me to be able to do a party with Jay-Z and LeBron in Chicago at the Shrine on the South Side, like in the mm-hmm. South Loop, um, and and LeBron didn't charge, Jay-Z didn't charge, you know what I'm saying? That meant something. And, it, and, it, yeah. and, and I say that it wasn't all me, it was Rich Paul. Like, that was my partner. You know what I'm saying? We did that event. We did that event together. And then I had the help of, um, my man, Howard, uh, my, my man Howard who does a lot of branding and stuff with brands in Chicago and Joe Russo, who the owner of, um, Shrine at the time. And, um, you know, a particular liquor brand that remained nameless came aboard and we just were able to just put it together. But those was all just my ideas that I wanted to see come to fruition. I wanted, I wanted to do an event called the blackout because I, I hated red carpet. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do a black carpet.
0: Yeah. You know
1: what I'm saying? And I had this <laughs> idea and I flew to Cleveland and Rich Paul picked me up in his, in his Range Rubber sport. And we yeah. uh, went to the mall, And we, you know, we driving around. I was telling him what I was trying to do. And he was like, yo, let's make it happen. And he made some phone calls, you know what I'm saying, on my behalf. I didn't have a relationship with Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't Jay-Z, man. Like I didn't know his camp like that. Rich Paul mm-hmm. believed in my idea and he seen it as an opportunity for, for our brand and it just, everything just synced up. It just, it was like, it all aligned. It just so happened that like Jay-Z announced the Blueprint 3 part two tour. Cause I, I was on some of the dates on the first one cause I was working with Wale. But the second one, when he had Trey Songs and Jeezy, it just so happens that the concert was the day before Cleveland played the Bulls. And, and for people who don't know, a lot of time when these big teams come to Chicago, the big cities they usually stay for a couple of days. So some some cities they come in and in and out, but a lot of times, especially toward the springtime, you know, teams will come in and, and get here a day before the game and relax, play the game that day and then leave the next day. So um, it just happened to align, and uh, Rich Paul made that happen, man. And and and, and uh, Jay Z walked through those doors, and Jeezy walked through those doors a shrine and it was just like damn. And then what's so ironic about that? The next day so that party was over at 2 a.m. and we had the after party that went to 4. I had to catch a 6 a.m. flight to to Texas for South by Southwest and so it was just like everything just happened in, in order and it was just like I never looked back. I ran with it. I was like oh okay that's what we want to do. do. You know I just made a ton of money off LeBron. I'm gone. Like yeah. And, but it was really all relationships. You know, it wasn't, you know, it, it was me coming up with concepts and ideas, but I never had a budget. It was always just me selling people on my ideas and getting people to, to buy into to, to me and my vision. And,
0: yeah. you
1: know, I will, you know, Rich Paul is forever in, in my favor. And mm-hmm. LeBron James, like, I don't care. Like I would, you know, I would fight like, my mom would damn near for LeBron. Like, LeBron, it means that much to me because that changed my life, and they didn't have to do that. LeBron yeah. could have had security escort me away. He didn't have to do that. He probably would never remember that story, but that's that goes to show the type of person LeBron is, and I literally watched the, the stuff happen. I watched all the people around him become bosses. I watched LeBron become this LeBron, like, that people are starting like, oh, LeBron. I was like, yo, he was about that 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But nobody wanted to listen to the young kid that's supposed to be the next Michael Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, it was, um, it, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've literally, if if to, if today I say I would never do no hustle swimming stuff and I was like, you know what, I'm about to go be a bus driver or whatever, I can honestly say that, I've done it all and I've done some amazing yeah. stuff and I'm blessed and I have no regrets. And, you know, I know I submitted my legacy in, in definitely the Chicago culture, but in in culture period sure. and to those who really know. And, you know, the masses might not know, certain people might not know, but for those that was moving and shaking, like, you know what I'm saying? I was I was in the thick of things with, I was in the trenches with a lot of these artists that people Consider, consider legends today. So
0: And that speaks to you, you were talking about how people are just authentic and genuine, and the celebrity never really got to you. I remember just watching the videos of you on YouTube, and I just so happened to be working on this production show. And I saw you at Crane High School during some East versus West celebrity charity game. And I'm like, yo, that's Hustle Simmons. And I, wasn't necessarily, I wasn't supposed to do this, but I walked up to him like, yo man, I'm a fan of your movement. And you didn't, you could have simply said, nah, get away from me, you know, whatever. Like some people do that. Yeah. Some people are assholes in real life, but you was like, no, let's get a picture. And the person that took the picture was like, nah, smile. And you took like three or four pictures of smile. I'm like, (laughs) all right, man. He, there's that smile. He said, and I realized I'm like, yo, you could be working with these big names, you could do all this amazing stuff, but still come back to your hometown to a local event and still shake hands with the people who are fans. Because I'm yeah. a genuine fan. I'm like, all right, I look up to you seeing someone that you someone idolize like, yo, that's Hustle Simmons. He's been doing it. I wanna mm. shake that man's hand. And you shook my hand and took the pic, took a couple of pictures with me. And I'm like, that's a solid dude. Yeah, I'm gonna forever support him. And speaking of support, you've been down with Rocky Fresh since day one. That's, that's day one. Brother. That's my brother. How has I that? Him, I, I, I
1: met him before he rapped. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I've known I, I've known Rocky since he was seventeen. 17. Wow, yeah. Hey, so is he going back to what one one quick second that interacts between you and I. We first met. I've I've been in that position when I went to someone and said like, "Yo," and they played me, and I was yeah. crushed. And it's like, bro, what what gives me the right to play? What gives you the right to play me? I'm bro, if. I'm one of the people that support what you got going on. And I probably would never see you again. I just want to take this moment to let you know what you meant to me and you played me. And so for me, I don't look at myself as a celebrity. None. I just, I do what I do. I'm still a West Side kid from Chicago. Yeah. I'll still be around. Yeah. And so for anybody that could take the time out of their day to pay attention to something I have going on or to thank me, I don't care if I got the flu I'm in the worst mood. I'm going to thank them. I'm going to yeah. take that moment because you never know who you're talking to, and it's going to become that day where I'm not hot, and that person ain't hot no more. And you don't want one of your the people that support you be like I'm not fucking with him. Like that'll turn people off. And you know people say never meet your your idols and stuff like that. That's real. I had certain I had people that yeah. idolized that shitted on me, and I just like all right I'm on your ass now. But let's just say if I wasn't in that position, I would just never support their music. I would never support anything they got going on, and that's and that's that's not what that's not what you're supposed to do. So, like I said, anybody that finds inspiration in something that I'm doing, it means a lot because I did not set out to do that to like necessarily to impress people. It was just, yeah. just came natural and, it was, and became part of my DNA. So, yeah, for you to walk up to me and say that, and especially black man to black man because you know how we are with our egos and stuff. Yeah, you yeah. to come look at me in the eye and tell me, yo, I really watch what you got going on. Yo, I got you. Thank you. Because it's a lot of people who, they like what I'm doing, but they don't want to see it. Oh, that's just, that's just, that's Terrence, man. Well, I, I can do that. And it's like, all right, fam, if you can do it, then do it. But yeah. the fact that you did that, it actually shows type of character that you have. You know what I'm saying? And I've been here and I still do it I I, I I i I've been in rooms that people wouldn't believe like the people that I'm surrounded by and yet I yo I rock with what you're doing yo what's up you know what I'm saying yo that last song you did was dope you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. you know I, I built a strong relationship with Chris Brown because of rocky fresh because of him and Rocky fresh is real tight. And Chris Brown and his whole squad have a high respect for me, like I have a high respect for them because when we're around each other, I'm not looking at him like, oh my
0: God, it's Chris Brown.
1: That's 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 Brown, that's Breezy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I still understand that this man is, a, is, is one of the GOATs. So it's like, yeah, we cool, but hey, my nigga, you want the colors to do this? Like, I'm just gonna let you know. And he and, and he respect that. And I think black men and just young black creatives, we gotta give each other our flowers while we there. And also, also, who know who who knows who you talking to? You know, you can help me make more money. I don't know what you're doing at the time. Like, I don't know what you're doing. You might have a, a product or something that can change my life. Why would I play you? You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you got this platform like. And your podcast is going to continue to grow, and it might become the God willing it might become the biggest podcast in the world. That just say if I would have played mm-hmm. you, you know, now I need I need your podcast or something. Oh, I'm not rocking with Husky. Play me when I see the a Basketball game is dusty ass. Nah, it's, it's about you. Just got to you got to be you.
0: A real Chicago nigga.
1: <laughs> yeah, like bro, you know how people be like, you so dull, yeah ass, You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah it was just. um, that's just how it is just being 100, but going back to, you know, the Rocky Fresh thing, um, you know, that's, that's my brother dog. Like that's, that's, I'm riding with him to the wheels, you know, fall out, whether we work together or not. And we had a period where we didn't work together, but the respect for each other's always been there. And I've been in the trenches with dog. Um, a lot of my shows, the hustle paloozas that people know me for, he was a part of that. He was on those shows. Um, and you know, meet him and I relate because you know to Chicago they might look at us and say I mean I can't see what Hustle doing but you know Hustle cool oh yeah I like Rocky music Rocky doing something but Rocky ain't he he ain't doing what you know the baby is doing or yeah. hustle ain't hustle ain't out here doing what this person is doing and it's yeah. like little do you know who we around you know what I'm saying? We hang with the John, the John Mayer, the Ed Sharons, the, you know what I'm saying? Like your favorite basketball players love both of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we be in the trenches, we be with some of the biggest, most powerful. Like, no one would have thought Rocky would have signed an MMG. An MMG was the highest. Right. Level of time, you know what I'm saying? But, like, that's just how we move. And I think um, Rocky Fresh lyrically, it's one of the best that ever came out of Chicago and people don't give him his credit. And I'm not just saying it that cause that's my brother. I worked with a lot of artists, but that man could rap his ass off. Now, yeah. as far as like, you know, where the music stands today, as far as like what people are into and stuff like that, he could rap with anybody. He might not be, um, as far as his, his popularity, might not be where people would want it to be, but, mm-hmm. That man, is, that man lives good. He's been rapping for 10 years, making money off all I was his, about to say,
0: he's been around for a, a long time.
1: Wow. And it's not a lot of people that can say, oh, I've been getting rap checks for 10 years. Correct. You know so for him to still be in it, and for us to still be working, our formula is working. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I mean, he has numerous records with Chris Brown. Chris Brown ain't never charged us. We got shit with Hit Boy. Hit Boy never charged us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? We got... He got records with with Nipsey. We was that Nipsey was our family. Like we we really been around some legends, but it's because of our hard work and us being real people. And that's why when when Rocky is around, some of these big artists. Rocky Rocky has been around Hove and talked about, you know, fatherhood. Like the the legends respect Rocky. Like Rocky yeah. is that guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I've been fortunate enough to get into some rooms that I probably would have never got in if I wasn't uh working with uh rocky and managing rocky and, you know it ain't just me you know what i'm saying he has another manager my man Gertler, and um his other manager uh my brother Girdler manages sean mendes who's one of the biggest artists in the world sean mendes yeah. on forbes you know yeah. what i'm saying so we really got some some powerful people around us and we got some real people around us and like you know um i'm very proud of what um Rocky and I have been able to accomplish. And I'm just proud of the fact that people can see like our history and we still yeah. in it, you see so many longevity times. is the goal. Longevity. Yeah. You, you see people that like started together, don't end it together. And we still in it. And now we're fathers, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it, it's just like, you know, we got, we got families now, we got homes now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and we still in it and we, and you know, we went from, we went from being in, and, and Toyota Corollas and raggedy ass little cars and sh not tell to Toyota Corolla, but that's what I had no. at the time. No, uh, no. It's like I had ride a rav four. I I fuck with fours, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I did a campaign with I did a campaign with them. Like shout out to the rav fours. Uh but you know we went from being in those type of cars and like listening to demos on CDs and dreaming about certain stuff to now, you know Hopping out of BMWs, fucking Rolls Royces, and and and, and Lambos, um, off of our talent and off of our hustle—not no legal stuff, not not no nothing illegal or nothing goofy—but yeah. our our hard work. And you know, I I can't I can't um, stress that I can't stress enough the importance of just believing in self and betting on self, no matter what. Betting on yourself. yourself whatever the goal is. And like I say all the time, I'm like, if right now I had to step in the boxing ring and fight Floyd Mayweather, I'm putting my money on myself. That nigga might knock me out, but guess what? I might knock his ass out too. That's just how I'm wired. And when people when people hear me say that, they think, are you crazy? I said, no. If you go into anything thinking you're gonna lose, you already lost. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, like
0: what, like, what are we talking about? You think Michael Jordan went into games thinking he's gonna lose? That's what he said in the documentary. He said, "When I shoot the shot, I see it going in. Yeah, I don't see me missing." And and I'm the
1: same way. Like you got, you gotta have that. You have to have that mentality, especially nowadays with social media, because everybody trying to tear each other down and compare each other. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like that's how I am. I'm just like yo. If I got to play Michael Jordan one-on-one, I'm betting on myself. Fuck Michael Jordan. Hustle got this, but that's how I'm wired. X. That's how I've been able to survive. That's what it's about. Being yeah. in entertainment, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's about survival. Mm-hmm. I've been able to survive. I've been able to not lose myself in this. I've been able to make money to take care of my family and, and create mm-hmm. a, a, a lifestyle that I wanted for myself. And it's because of that, how I'm wired. And all I've ever wanted to do is, you know, be that person from Chicago where the next person say, okay, we can do this. We don't have to move Correct. to LA to make it. We don't have to move to New York to make it. The same way when um, Andre 3000 stepped on the source award stage and said, you know, we the South, we got something to say. And look what happened. The South hasn't looked back yet. I feel the Correct. same way. And I, and I want us to stop dimming, dimming each other light and clipping each other's wings. And I want us to like, look at people like, you know what I'm saying, myself and, you know, uh, Rocky and, and my man Peter Pan and manager Chief Keith, And, you know, we got all these creative fashion people. We got all these dope people. Even Derrick Rose. Like, like Derrick Rose is the epitome of a Chicagoan. Correct. We got our, we got our super ups and we got our super lows. Yet you maintain, and he's still in it. He's, and he's about his family. He's still getting and, money, and he's respected. And like, he's respected, and he's respected. And, he, and this is the thing: he put fear in people because he was really that for dude. Sure, for, That's for what sure we have. Like we have that DNA as a city to really be run shit. You know, know what I'm saying? saying? But yeah. it's just like we have to we have to band together and put the city over the personal shit. And I just always mm. just want someone that someone says like, like. If there's a million people doing bogus business in Chicago, Hustle Simmons was doing right by people, and he did right in, in the industry. His karma yeah. was right, and I I, I take pride I take pride in that, and I want to c- continue to do that, and I want to continue to 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 teach and, and and make ten other Hustle Simmons even colder than me to keep yeah. this going when I'm not here anymore. So my my goals and my and what I uh inspire to be
0: is just different than a lot of people. And that's why I was going to ask you, what does success look like for you? And have you reached it? Um, I
1: reached the first level of it um, in my eyes. Um, I think think success is doing something you love and getting paid for it. And what I do, I would do it for free. That's how much I love it. But I I get paid for it. And I'm able to take care of my family. That's the biggest thing. It ain't about how expensive your car is and stuff like that. Like, like I'm able to make sure my, my family, you know what I'm saying is, is, is good. And, and, and that's what it's, that's what it's all about. Now, the second level of success for me is getting to go to that next level financially and not just financially, but financially. And um, as far as like my circle and my connects, where I can I can go to the next level and build this network of wealth and this network this network of power where we can really change the narrative of what Chicago is and what people think of Chicago. And that's what I'm working on, you know what I'm saying now. And yeah, and I and I'm pretty sure it, it's going to happen, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, for me success is like I said, doing what you love every day. And having no regrets and being able to take care of your family, and I and I do that. And I remember when my homies co-signed it too. The interns, they motto was design your life. And when mm-hmm. I heard that, I said, "Oh, that's real." And I've designed my life to how I want. You know what I'm saying? Like I wake up, check check my phone, check my you know um, my email, and if I want to, I go hop on my motorcycle and do wheelies down the block. And if I want to come back, I he go, does do
0: that, people. He
1: definitely does. I go in the backyard. I go to the backyard, smoke smoke me a blunt by the fire yeah. pit, watch TV and watch the game in the backyard. And if I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like I really like my life is how I wanted it to be. And um yeah. a lot of sacrifice, but you know what I'm saying? I finally i finally gotten there and now I'm just trying to like even take it to the next level and bring more people with me. Even though everybody can't come with you, but you can leave yeah. you back and just say, like, yo, all right, come on. You can either Ride my coattails and you're gonna do it, or you're not. But I, I, I've never not shared the plug. Just because I give you the plug, don't mean you're gonna do the same thing with the plug I do with the plug. But I hate people who like, you know, don't want to share the plug or want to do this. And it's like, look, at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck what nobody tell me. I'm a gatekeeper to Chicago. Period. Period. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm the only one, but I'm a gatekeeper, and I understand. I understand that responsibility. And I think for the most part, I, I handle it with, I I do the best that I can at making sure people can come rock with Chicago and not take advantage of Chicago or play Chicago. And I was at that point, I was at a point where labels was paying me to bring to them the next upcoming street rapper. And I was making money off that. And it got to a point where I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now you're starting to take advantage of these kids. Correct. I can't get down with that. You can keep that money. I'm cool, because it's not you're just taking advantage. Oh, he got a he got some guns in the video. You know he can sell a million records. Let's just throw some money in his in his in his in his hand and let him like pretty much ruin himself because he don't know no better. Yeah. Nah, I'm not about to yeah. be a I'm not about to be a part of that. So that that would make me even go harder as a, a manager
0: too. Mars. like you and know, is that where watershed uh, is that why watershed was created uh partially and and it, it, it
1: became a lot of these brands you know a lot of these brands want to tap into the hip-hop culture they want it, they want to they market. need it they, they need it because we we got the strongest spending power we're we're keeping the world turning you know what I'm saying we just powerful correct however it's about doing it in the right way. And what I started noticing was I was getting these checks to like post little stuff on my Instagram and my Twitter. And I'm like, this is corny as hell. And it was coming across like, I'm only doing it for a check. So how I looked at it was, I was like, Hmm, if brand a is paying me $3,000 to tweet this message, then somebody got $30,000 to make this message, and then somebody got $300,000 to go find a person to create this. It was like, and I, and I was just like, whoa. So I started seeing that. And I felt like I was hitting a, a ceiling as far as where I can go with brands because there's only so much that Hustle Sims can do. And they only looked at me as talent. Mm-hmm. On the second, on, on the other end of that is what I started noticing is being an artist uh, manager when people are up and coming and people are struggling and you in the trenches with them, everything is cool. Mm-hmm. When they make it and they and they 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 get that check, they get that opportunity. I started seeing them, I started seeing artists and people jump ship and go find a white boy. And I'm not knocking it, but it was just weighing on me. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We staying eight people to one hotel room because we on tour and we don't got no money. And I'm okay then. I'm okay to mm-hmm. carry your bags. I'm okay to we getting it. But now that we gotten it to that level, you got the check. Now I'm just a minion. And now mm-hmm. nah. Nah. No. So I said I'm gonna create my own agency to help creatives connect with corporate America, but also something where I can help everybody. I can go, I can go sit down with Apple and say, hey this is the correct way if you want to get out people to rock with something that you got going on, even though they apple, yeah. But it's just like, it's only, it's only so much you can do as yourself. Correct. When you have that, that brick and mortar behind you, you have that brand behind you that, that takes it, that takes it up a notch and you know, you just gotta, you just gotta do it. LeBron wants to get into film. It's only so much you can do just as LeBron, but LeBron correct. had to create Spring Hill. Had to go make projects to give it give it that validity, and from watershed, I've been able to work with Mountain Dew, I've been able to work with um, Martell, um, 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 Rocky Fresh. Uh, you got artists like, you know, um, you know we help we help set up. I don't know if you remember when Chance the Rapper was on the cover of Ebony. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Uh, shout to my home girl Adrian that made that happen. Like we were able to kind of like facilitate that and middleman that. So it was a lot of things going on in the culture and going on in the city that. We are behind, and I say we. The bridge. You. You're the bridge. Yeah, and it's just like it's a lot of things that we're doing that we're not. Hey, guys, it's watershed. It's just like yo, I'm I'm gonna continue to make those things happen, and you know, if certain thing gonna come out that I did it, people know, cool. But if they don't, it ain't about that. It's just a it's a it's about me utilizing my platform the best way I can because it's been people that had way bigger platforms who didn't. Do they're just dude they were they they kind of like they were being monkeys in the situation like nah like you got to you got this platform you got to put people on you got to stand for something and right now with the way the world is going i've been very vocal on my social media talking about what's really going on out there even if it's ruffling some of the fe- ruffling the feathers of these brands that i work with but they but they know hustle you know I'm having those conversations, you know what I'm saying? And and it's like, yo, yeah, I know y'all cut me a check, but hey, um, you know, maybe maybe instead of doing, spending your money here, there, in the third, maybe you need to, you know, bring some more black people up through the ranks. Don't sit up there and text me all day talking about, oh my God, I feel bad for you guys. I'm riding with y'all. No, text your people that don't believe in that and tell them that you riding with yeah. me. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? so. You know, just using my platform to the best of my ability and uh you know I am I'm, I'm just gonna keep doing that and I live every day like it's my last. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's how I go, man. Like just, you know, you 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 gotta make it happen. You know, this podcast been your idea for years. And you watched other people do it. Now it's your time. So now you gotta move the fact that you have the access that you have and you gotta run with it. You can't, you can't pull no punches and you got to find that balance and you got to be able to say, Hey, you know what? I don't want to have my shit look like breakfast club. I don't want to, I'm not here to talk about the nonsense, not saying it's already talked about, but I'm not here to trigger you. I really want to know how you got to where you are. I want to know like the real, the real of the real, you know what I'm saying? And that's something that, you know, people like Nardwar, like they say he's weird, but if you look at his interviews. He's not
0: weird to me.
1: He's not weird to me, but you see people be like that. But if you look at his interviews, people yeah. respect it because like you did your research. You Correct. found things that made me who I am that the world don't know about nor care about. And you found out, however you be finding out, and everybody leaves smiling because he knows how to trigger the good thing. He he, he knows how to yeah. bring that your why in that moment, yeah. figured it out. And... We need more stuff like that. So, you know what I'm saying? So when I see, you know, brothers like yourself, you know, say with a podcast and they reach out, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I wanna see I wanna see that. I wanna see you win because podcasts is gonna change the narrative of a lot of things because it's not it's not mandated by the clear channels of the world. This yeah. is what you want to talk about. You can yeah. talk about bubblegum and, and 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 motorcycles all goddamn day long.
0: Yeah.
1: There's somebody out there that cares about motorcycles and bubblegum who Absolutely. don't. Who don't want to know who's fucking Black China, and you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just um I just try to enjoy this shit, man. I take it a day at a time, and I'm just blessed to to be here. I'm blessed to even be in a position where people like yourself respect what I've done and and want to take time out of their day to even talk to me about what I've done. And if and if and one person sees this and it lit a fire in them to change their life, then we did.
0: We did. That's um, the point. What to do. So, and you thank you for those kind of words, man. I, I truly do appreciate that. And you, yeah, you definitely put put the work in, and you should get your roses as well. And this is my way of reaching out. To, huh? I say, I, I do get my rose, I'll be mad
1: on my damn self. <laughs> hey, sometimes you gotta do that, man. You gotta sometimes remind yourself who like, you are and what you, do with you did. Somebody. It did your thing, nigga. Who,
0: you I'm me.
1: You was this close to working at Chuck E. Cheese for the rest of your life, but you did your damn thing, you know? You just, you gotta, be, you gotta be like that. But no, I appreciate any compliments people give me at any time that, if, if you take, like I said, if you take it any time out your day to pay attention to a party of mine, attend a party of mine, anything I got to say, if you read my tweets and don't block me and don't unfollow me and you, <laughs> it does something whether, and that's what I'm saying, like when I say shit, some, I'm, I'm wrong a lot of times. My thing is I just wanna create the conversation. And if I'm wrong, you know what I'm saying? Tell me, teach me.
0: How has a person like yourself adapted, which is something that you're good at? How have, how have you adapted to this uh pandemic? Um one realizing that
1: this shit's real. Uh two um being honest with myself to know like that the the one thing about this pandemic is it's, it's leveled the playing field. It don't yeah. matter how much money you got. It don't matter how famous you are. This affecting everybody. Everybody. LeBron James was, in, was being a nappy-headed and having to be stuck in his crib the same way I had to be stuck in my crib. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. what I did was I freaked out at first, like everybody else. I, I was like, whoa. You know, I was I was looking at like is certain opportunities going to be lost. I lost some opportunities, um, yeah. But I had to go back to why I started doing what I what I was doing, and I had to think about like I I remember where I was at when September 11th happened. I remember where I was at when the when the market crashed, and you know we we almost lost our house and shit happened, and so with what was going on. I, I started calling and reaching out to people, my peers, and by them, echoing what I was saying, like oh we all in the same boat. I started kind of just finding certain certain things. So I I went back to that connecting portion of my life, and I said okay, if people know me for the hustle if people know me for connecting connecting people. I can still do that, and I, I built my career on social media anyway. So now. It's like how do I, how do I pivot? And what I started doing was taking the things that I was about and just started kind of like just pivoting toward virtual stuff, and and getting the brands that I work with. And shout out to um, Martell for believing in my vision and and you know shout everybody talking about the club and you know shout you know everybody talking about the club and like all that stuff. And so I was like, damn, you know what? You know, people was like, oh, shit, bottle service, hustle, we got to get back to the club. And I was like, hmm. So I went to Martel, I said, yo, I got an idea. What if we started, you know, sending bottle service to people' homes and have virtual day parties? Mm-hmm. And shout out to my man, Charles Protégé, you know what I'm saying, and, and his team, like. Amazing DJ. Yeah, amazing DJ, amazing person, you know, father, husband, like, you know. And I had this idea and Martel believed in it. And during the pandemic, we kept, you know, saying people um, you know, entertained. But also I understood that like for that hour or so we were doing a party, people didn't forgot about their problems. But what was gonna happen once that once we, we ended that that live. And what I did was I could I created Club Zoom. And Club Zoom was a party that I created on Zoom where I just had all my friends and people just come. In their house, be on Zoom, and we literally just talked about whatever we was talking about and, and vibing with each other because we couldn't be in each other, you know, face. So mm-hmm. humans, we need that human interaction. So certain people mm-hmm. was like losing their losing their mind, not being around people. So I just, you know, just just adapted. And I made it about the people, not about myself. And um I was just able to get through it. But hearing my peers talk about the stuff that they're going through. That helped me um, and then just really finding the silver lining and saying like, OK, if my black ass got to sit down, everybody else got to sit down. So take this time to get right with yourself. Take this time yeah. to pick up a book, take this time to do all the stuff that you haven't had time. And I've been able to read books. I've been able to get some business ventures off the ground. You know what I'm saying? I've been able to, you know, saying grow and connect more with my family and my loved ones. You know what I'm saying? My daughter. And, you know, I took that time to kind of learn something about myself. Because when when things is moving fast, it's easy to make excuses. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, I'm sitting down. I'm processing this. Why not? All right. If it don't work, then shit. All right. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? And just like you, you, it, it took this for you to kind of like really say, all right, let me do this. And and now you know it's gonna continue to grow and you and you're gonna look back at this and be like, damn, I could have did this years ago, but fuck it, everything comes in time and it took a pandemic Absolutely. To, to, to do it. And you're you're able to perfect it right now because you got the time of people sitting down. So when the world opens back up and things is fast moving, you're gonna be able to adapt and you're gonna have your you're gonna have a um you're gonna have your, your process, like you're gonna you're gonna have it down packed and gonna be able to run it up so you know i made it i made it through by just like not not lying to myself about what's really going on in the world and 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 knowing that it's okay to be scared it's okay to not to be uncertain it's it's okay to you know understand that like oh shit my money's being affected you know what i'm saying like that's real, you know? So mm-hmm. that's what I had to do. I just had to be real with myself, and it, um, it worked out.
0: Man, you dropping gems, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, really, you really are. Like, I'm I'm just sitting here, and I'm taking notes. Yeah, like, all right, right, he said that, he said that. So I, I want to talk about some hip-hop real quick. Okay. What's your favorite Clips album?
1: Hell Hath No Fury.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They
1: went crazy on that. They went crazy That though. was.
0: Lord willing, though, that was like the second or third album that I bought with my own money. Wow. And I remember opening the book and be like, is that Jesus? Like it. Yeah. And I know that you're a big, not only Clips fan, but Pusha
1: T. I, I love and people think I don't people don't know how much I love Pusha T because of now in in the climate of hip hop, his beef with Drake, and I'm a huge Drake fan. But um, uh, the clip, first of all, me and Push T has the same name, so have yeah. a, But there you go. The greediness, like I have a I have a I have a close relationship with 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 the with the state of Virginia, and uh, I just when the clips when the clips came out, it was just like whoa, you know what I'm mm. saying, like. Like when I when I seen the clips for the first time, it gave me that same feeling when I seen Wu Tang for the first time. It was like, yo, that's crazy. So I love I love the clips. Um uh I've been able to, to work with the clips um a few times. I've been able to work with Pusha T on a couple things. Um I've been um fortunate enough to uh uh work with Malice and like really talk to him and let him know know how I yeah. felt you know buy his book and like stuff yeah. like that so yeah hell hath no fury like uh hell has no fury was probably the the album that really made me realize that the clips is like the uh the shit and um yeah you know the clips is uh
0: people don't get a clip they credit man i know they they would they several ways but have they never heard a re-up gang mixtape? Like, come on. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people just like, don't be doing.
1: They just don't, they don't be, they don't be, um, they don't they don't just know the real. You know what I'm saying? Like uh they, yeah. they just had some lyrics yeah. that was very was really like profound
0: um in my life. And um uh You walk with a glow, it's like the Lord Shown favor.
1: That's yeah. you right there Yeah <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of the. Uh, uh, what's the shit uh, Times of Wasting Niggas doing so much hating uh, Hello New I, World I like you Had to come from up Under the basement Just like you Yeah um, Had Satan Hello New name. World Did I? Still you look at me Through jealous eyes I'm, yeah. I wish to see All my niggas rise up my Niggas rise up yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when I heard that, that that was real, because that's how I feel. Yeah. I'm like, yo. Even I'm you just saying that be now. It you me. Niggas. I came up like, I am the epitome of getting out the mud. I ain't never had no financial backing. Like, outside of me and my boy Ed coming together and doing it collectively, I ain't never had a big bag behind me. You know what I'm saying? I, I went and got those brands to, to rock with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I put up I was selling my books in college to pay for those parties, to pay those DJs. So I sacrificed. You know what I'm saying? So the clips that was the I watched like to see Pusha T now and see what he mm-hmm. started. Cool. Mm-hmm. I I rock with it. You know what I'm saying? Now there's some things he do that I'm like, eh. But I get the business side of it. That's what people don't understand. I'm a hip hop fan, but I'm also in it. So yeah. it's, it's two levels to this, you know what I'm saying? Drake is Teflon. I don't care what nobody wants to say. Drake Drake is in the conversation of the greats. Like you got to say it. Yeah. And just, like you just got to say what it is, and numbers don't lie and what he's been able to do. So I mean, I'm always going. I'm always going to be, uh, you know, uh, a clip fan. I'm a Wu Tang fan. I'm a huge Pot fan. I mean, I think Dre-Z is the greatest. Kanye. Kanye does things that I, I, I sometimes don't agree with, but um, if it's not for Kanye, I don't have my career. If it was not for Kanye getting on, that door wouldn't have cracked open for us to even do what we do, for the yeah. fake short drives to tell the story, the hustle yeah. sending the hustle for losers to tell the story, the hustle period to tell the story, and so forth and so yeah. on. So it's just like, yo, Kanye we might not understand where kind of Kanye coming from, but we gotta always hold that brother down because he opened up those doors for us. And it's just like, yeah, sure. might think he's tweaking, but it's just like when you genius level, I mean, we support niggas who never did nothing for not- nobody, but we support them because it's cool. So it's just like, we so quick, we so quick to 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 turn our backs on our own people. Chicago was period, we, we're so quick to, He's an op or we ain't rocking with him. But we won't never turn our back on that New York dude, that LA dude. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, so I'm not gonna turn, I'm not gonna turn turn our backs on on, 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 on Ye. on going Ye gonna we can't we can't get Ye to do what we want Ye to do. Ye doing what he's doing.
0: Exactly.
1: But how you not inspired by seeing bro become a billionaire from the crib? You're <laughs> like what? We got, a, exactly. we got a whole billionaire from Chicago. Like, yeah. like, like, how can you not be proud or inspired by that? And then, in and in, in all actuality, he saved Pusha T. He gave Pusha T that second life, bringing him over to good music yeah. when it was kind of like, mm-hmm. "What's gonna happen with it?" And now, look at Pusha T working with brands. You know what I'm saying? Like, and what he's doing. He wrote like, the McDonald's drink. You feel me? Like like us Chicagoans, like we so, we birth so much stuff and we apart so much stuff. And it's just like, I tell people all the time, like, yeah, okay, New York, New York might do something first, but when we do it, we do it on a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it just, it just, it's just what it is. Like at the end of the day, say what you want. I don't know many people that can out-rap Lupe. Lyrically he's a he's a he lyrically he's from another planet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know Kanye, what Kanye has done for fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like like Derrick Rose, like we got so many people um, you know Chief Keith. Look at all the artists that he birthed. You know exactly. Rocky Fresh, Rocky Fresh opened up the door and people don't give Rocky his credit at the time when Rocky got his deal. Drill was like the new phenomenon. You, and you had, you had, you had uh, King, Louis. Yeah, you had King Louis, You had King yeah, Louis. You know what I'm saying? You had a lot of, you know, you had you know, our nigga YP. You had a lot mm. of like our street rappers and stuff and the, and the drill rappers going crazy. Rocky kicked open that door for the other artists. You know what I'm saying? like The Chances and the Lupe's. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Lupe was like, I'm from the hood. But I like anime, yeah. and I'm different. So he was that. Yeah. Rocky was like, I like rock and roll, I like pop music, I mm-hmm. like vape. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like. I listen to Avril Lavigne, and I would turn around and listen to Carter too. You know what I'm saying? And when he kicked mm-hmm. open that door with MMG, and people didn't understand what was going on, but Ross knew what it was. Ross was like, I got the streets. Yeah. I got the streets on lock, but I don't have the white kids on the colleges. I don't have that. And Rocky has that. And that's what he's seen in him. Because he could have grabbed Chief Keith. He could have grabbed all these streets. But he said, I I, I had that. And, and it's it just one of those things where, like, you know, we got a lot of people that has created some um, uh, 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 amazing, amazing things from the city. And we need to continue to inspire for that. And we need to give each other, you know what I'm saying, those, those, those flowers. Like, you know, I mean, damn, if you look at music, Quincy Jones is from here. He's on Mount Rushmore music. You know what I'm saying? If you think about, if you think about sports, Coach K is from here, as one of the greatest coaches. We have so many people from here that just went on to just change the landscape of things that we need to keep we need to understand that shit and we need to carry that flag the same way that New York carried that flag for everybody coming out of New York and the way LA carried their flag and down South carry our flag. Like we got to rally behind our people. We need to rally behind your podcast. We need to rally behind the hustle Simmons. We need to, we, we need to rally around the Joe fresh goods and the Vic Lloyds and the Fred tigers. Like, because the world knows what it is. Yeah. But they just watch and say, "Okay, if y'all ain't gonna honor, we just gonna take what we gonna take y'all shit and 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 and, uh, and, and and run with it." And you know, it just look at what Virgil's doing with with, with Louis Vuitton, like it, that the flavor that he got. Don C, you know what I'm saying? Jerry Lorenzo got a lot of his flavor when he came to Chicago, and his dad was coaching the White Sox, and he was hanging around. You know what I'm saying? The cool niggas, not knocking mm. dog, but it is what the fuck it is. Like a lot of niggas come to Chicago and get some sauce. But we saucy ass people. We just don't know it, you know. We the we the we the we the we the really beautiful chick who's a hoe. Why are we horn ourselves out? We don't have to do that. We can have any person we want, but that's just what we are. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> so I, my, I feel like that's, that's a good ending point. <laughs> I'm gonna be mad at that statement. I don't give a fuck. That's what it is. It I is think. what it is. In the words of my little cousin, Pit. <laughs>
0: But <laughs> well, all right man um truly thank you for the inspiration thank you for taking the time you. out um you keep going and I'm going to keep on going yeah all bro right? like we going we going this ain't going to be the last time
1: we have this you know what i'm saying like yes, sir you no know, like what like what dre said i'll check back in next year to give you a summary like i'm going to keep checking in with you and just keep updating Yes, and, sir you know, It's going to get to a point where I'm going to hit you up. You're going to be like, hit my assistant. I'm going to be like, my nigga. (laughs) Energy.
0: Uh, That's been another episode of Homegrown, the series. I hope you took something away from this. Uh, I'm your host, Emmanuel Davis, and I had the pleasure of speaking with Culture. He's a Culture manager. He's a bridge. He is our God, Black Godfather. He's going to get a Netflix documentary in 10 years. I guarantee it. Appreciate you, hustle man. Uh, Thanks for having me, brother. Thanks, G. All right, bro.